Welcome to the Just Trek podcast where elevation is our recreation. This is your host, Justin Just Rock Ramon, coming to you from Los Angeles. On this show, you will hear stories and adventures from badass hikers, local explorers, to even dancers and artists. Join the Just Trek crew on our journey to True North. You can follow us on Instagram at just.trek, facebook.com slash official, and our website justtrek.net. Just Trek crew, what it do? This is your host, Just Rock. And on this episode, my special guest goes by the name Jose Zalada. He is an LA-based peak bagger, poet, designer, youth advocate, and is the founder of one of my favorite outdoor groups, RYP Hiking. Jose is an avid hiker who has completed the 52 Hike Challenge and the Six Pack of Peaks Challenge twice. On today's episode, we learn about the backstory and powerful mission behind RYP Hiking, creating the Seven Peak Family Challenge, his favorite hikes in SoCal, along with family favorites, the Iron Mountain Sufferfest, and how he is using his platform to serve youth at risk in the community. Here's a conversation I hope you enjoy. What is going on? We got Mr. RYP and the place to be. Welcome to the podcast, Jose. Yo, what's up, Justin? How's it going? I'm good, man. Uh, you know what? My first name is actually Jose, too. No way, for real? Yeah, it's uh, it's Jose Justin Ramon. It's like the most Spanish like first and last name you could have, I feel like. It sounds like Ramon sounds like a, actually a first name. It's oh, that's crazy. true, yeah. But it's spelled <laughs> with a R-I. That's the oh, thing yeah. that trips people up because they think like Ramon, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I'm Filipino and we have like, well, I mean, we're basically the Spanish Asians, you know what I'm saying? No, for sure, dude. I had a friend, a couple, actually a, f- a few friends that are Filipino and y'all speak uh, similar. You guys got like similar words, like caballo, caballo. Yeah, yeah. The same. Dude, yeah, like yo. even just saying like, how are you? Like, you know, you say like, como esta? We're like, como esta ca? Like, that's how are you? It's just like a little extra kick. It's a little yeah, spice. Yeah, it's a little like, spice a lot to of, the Spanish. <laughs> absolutely. There's a lot of overlap for sure. You know, like a lot of, uh, dude, a lot of our last names are so special. Like Gonzalez, Garcia, Mendez. Yep, yep. So I always feel like Filipinos and Latinos get along pretty well, you know? For sure. And you guys got that that uh, that dancing in your blood, man. Oh, dude. Have you ever been to the Philippines? I have not. That's on my bucket list, dude. Oh, if you go, bro, I got you. I got some people out there that can make sure you have a, you get shown around properly and have a good time. Dude, for sure. I hear it's beautiful. I hear it's very inexpensive and just a great experience overall, man. I have yeah. a few friends that just went not too, not too long ago. Um, definitely, definitely want one of my top next trips. I mean, after all this, all this crap is over and done with, you know, dude, I know. Can't wait for it, uh, for all this quarantine stuff to get lifted, all the restrictions. Actually, that's actually a perfect segue into what I want to talk about with you initially. Like, how have you been, man? But like more specifically, how have you been adjusting to life during the COVID-19 pandemic? (sighs) That's a good I mean, description right there. <laughs> right? That says it all. <laughs> Word, for sure. <laughs> no, honestly, man, it's it's been okay. Um, I'm blessed. You know, I still have my job. Uh, for, I'm fortunate to have my job and, you know, be working 40 hours. But man. on the flip side, I, I'm working even more than 40 hours just uh, helping out my parents, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so been working a, I've been working a ton, man. So it's been a little overwhelming because I can't go out and hike. And that was usually my, my way of... Uh, you know, just coming back and disconnecting to reconnect, you know, that's, 
something I always do. I literally go hiking once, sometimes even twice a week, man. Um, and from that being ripped away from me, it's been it's been challenging, especially now that I have more on my plate to deal with. So, um, oh man, I I totally yeah. feel you on that, bro. Like, I'm going stir crazy. I'm just trying to like amuse myself. Like, you know, I'm hiking on the sidewalk, pretending like hikes, and then my destinations are like you know different food places. Like that's my <laughs> summit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> one time I was just like, you know, I'm going to, the destination is going to be in and out. And I made it kind of like a fun little thing. And it was just kind of funny. I being innovative. That's good. <laughs> yeah. You got to, you got to so hack you, your own brain or just hack what you normally do. Right. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty glad though. They lifted that restriction. So starting today. Which we restriction? Can, we can go out there in the mountains now. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't yeah, know this would happen. Yes, sir. Yeah, Garcetti Garcetti mentioned it today. So that's that's a a big weight off my shoulders. Um No way. What yeah, like dude. every like the San Gabriels? Not all. There's still trails that are closed, but he's opening up like some um some trails that are uh, you're able to go to. Oh, that is such incredible news. You are the bearer of good news right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I, I got happy. One of my buddies sent it to me. He's like Yep. Now no one could talk crap because I've been going. I've been going this whole time, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like Mission Impossible style, right? Like a ninja. <laughs> yeah. He's been he's been going this whole time. He's been hitting me up like, "Let's go, let's go." Like I haven't got caught this whole time. I was like, honestly, man, do your thing. I respect it. But my mom's a little sick over here, so I'm gonna stay home. You know, I'm not trying to go out or do anything against the, you know, the stay at home safe rules. You know, feel following them as much as possible. Yeah, uh, that's respectable, man. I feel yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Have you been, <laughs> dude? It's it is so difficult. Like right now, my hack is, uh, so I used to bike on this pathway called the Bologna Creek Bike Path. It's like goes from like Culver City to Marina del Rey, yeah. and I finally like rediscovered that again. And like now, that's like my new, like form of hiking. And like I feel I finally get a sense of like like normalcy a bit. You know, like exhaustion and just that calming feeling after you like bag a peak. You know what I mean? That's what's up, man. How how many miles you you riding? I think it's uh, six miles one way. So yeah, it's like 12 to 15 miles oh, total. I good. usually try to pump out. That's dope. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Um, actually, are you turning to anything during this time for like comfort or like a sense of normalcy? You know, it could be anything like a family recipe, a cartoon, or maybe uh, a hobby you're going back to or developing. Food, man. Putting on those pounds. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of food? Putting on those pounds. Nah, man, I'm just kidding. Um, Actually, a hobby that I've I've gone back to uh, for sure is, uh, writing. Uh, I'd actually write poetry back in my college years. I used to write and I do oh, open yeah? mic nights. Yeah. Open mics. Um, I used to do open mics at one of the largest, like, um, open mic pr- platforms in SoCal. It's called the poetry lounge. Uh, so I, I kind of fall, fell off of that for a, a long while, you know, just, mm. we always have those barriers like, Oh, I don't got time. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So I stopped writing for the longest, but it's been a perfect, perfect opportunity, like any chance I get now to write. Um, instead of just saying I'm bored, got nothing to do. Yep, yep. You know, take out my mm-hmm. journal and start start going at it. <laughs> dude. So that's something, something I've been doing a lot. That's what's up. I definitely want to uh dude share some with me and I would love to plug it on the uh, you know, on the Instagram stories and you know, and whatnot. That'd be super dope. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, dude, let's get into how did we first meet, actually? Like, this is a pretty cool story, actually. We met this... <laughs> the natural way, man. We met, like, without social media. 
Uh, true. We just, Very we just true. Bumped into each other just casually, and it was. I think it was. It was Cave of Munits, right? That's how you pronounce it. Yes, it was definitely a Cave of Munits for sure. I think. Yeah. I think it was even like we were either in the cave or I was like scrambling up or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we were. I think my my group was on our way out, and I think you were you were just coming in. And mm-hmm. uh, just had a casual conversation. I think you asked me to take a picture for you. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? <laughs> I think it was. Like I think you were with uh, one male and one female. Okay, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And um, yeah, I took a picture of you guys real quick, and we just chatted it up. You guys asked me like what this all about, you know? Because we had like I think we rode deep that day. That was before I put a a cap on our our hikes. Um, I think we were like 40 deep that day, dude. Like, I oh, was wow. Like, <laughs> You're a squad. You're like <laughs> yeah, two squads. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, after that day, I had to put a, I had to put a little cap on, 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 um, how many people can come with us at a time, just out of respect for the mountains, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, so I, I mean, the way we met, it was very natural and it was pretty cool. Cause you know, you don't get to, you don't really meet people that like, like that anymore it's mostly like you know instagram and sure as far as hiking goes you know like you just follow hikers and then eventually you guys hit a hike together but that it wasn't the case for us we literally just met at random that was pretty cool dude and just look at it now it's full circle moment we're doing a podcast episode together like this is a pretty rad story you know what i'm saying two years two and a half years ago yep damn time flies yeah (laughs) this is a this is a cool moment for sure yeah I, i was like I was like, yo, there's like mad people in this cave. Like, is this like a, is this like a crew or a club? And I was just, you know, I'm just curious. I'm like, yo, like, are you guys like a group? And you're like, yeah, RYP hiking. And I was like, I remember I put it down in my my iPhone notes. I was like, cool, I'll check this out after the trail. Yeah. And then I was Man. like, oh damn, they're like, they're official. Like they're like, <laughs> they got like scheduling. They got like the whole schedule. Like all these photos. Like I was like, I was impressed. I was like, dude, I was all instantly intrigued. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and sure enough, you gave us a follow and we've just been, you know, keeping in touch ever since. Yep. So it's, it's been pretty cool. I'm I'm actually happy to know to see this, like to see this moment. You you know, coming up with a podcast, being very you know, innovative at this time, especially right now, it's like the best time for a podcast, you know, give things give people something to listen to, look forward to and um, you know, give some give some light into this darkness you know dude man thank you that means so much because like i was going like you know it was an idea that was kind of brewing in my head and then like as i began like the podcasting journey like i was like dude this is such a blessing in disguise because it's like it's my way of like staying in touch and you know communicating with like my with my fellow community and friends like that's was like this is like my socializing in a sense right the keeping tabs on people and like seeing what everyone's up to. And it's been a beautiful like experience so far. That's awesome, dude. It's always awesome to hear people's stories. It's like, Dog. Oh, by the way, thank you for sharing my story on, uh, I think, I think you, you hit me up and you were like, yo, if you got, we'd love to sh- uh, feature your story. And you did a post, like that was really cool. I think it was like maybe like a year ago, maybe half a year ago. Like, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, that was I super rad. That. Yeah. Yeah. You're out. You're still on there. Have to you down. <laughs> yeah, shout outs <laughs> to you. Thanks man. That was a cool feature that, uh, <laughs> When you hit me up, that meant a lot. I was like, oh, dope. This is like, this is really cool, you know, because I was just like, I was probably like a year and a half into my hiking journey. And I was like, dude, this is, that's what's up. Like, it's cool to like get plugged in with people like this. They got the same, they're like-minded, the same interests and whatnot. So. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, I mean, it's all about community. It's all about building that relationships and, you know, positive relationships. So at that, and people loved it. People loved your post, man. Your, your, your pictures are dope. <laughs> like for sure. 
Um, thanks, I man. think that's one of my top liked pick like posts, man. So oh yeah, that's what, you, oh bro. hell yeah, <laughs> one of the top. Yeah, you got like bro, four, you're talking about the Whitney, right? Uh, the one where you had the snow was that Whitney? It was yeah, a snow. So, it was a snow shot. A sunset snow shot, man. Dude, it was. Uh, I have to give a shout out to. So I did Whitney with a friend of mine. Her name's Kay Tresso, like AKA the Petite Trekker. Okay. And I'll never forget, like that photo is like a, a classic now, right? Because it's like when she took the photo of me, I had no clue what it was gonna look like, right? And we were going through some like random like sections where there was like uh, there's like snow and stuff. Anyways, when she took the photo and I saw it like the day after, I like my jaw dropped. I was like, "That's me! Holy crap!" Like. Dude, wow. It <laughs> it's crazy how when you look back at some photos and you're like, crap, that was me. That was I was I was there. Like that was what I just did, or that's what I just conquered, or like I it just looks so so surreal, you know? Like dude. it's crazy. Like a green screen in the background. That's what it looked like. Dude, it's like it literally is that emoji, the the one with the the two mountains and then the oh sorry, the sunset in between. Like it looks just like that. Yeah. It does, it does. And that's actually why I picked that. Because you gave me, you kind of gave me that wiggle room. You're like, I ah, just put him in whatever order you want. Yeah, I was yeah. like, cool, cool. And I was like, this is a shot, man, for sure. Yeah, you had the eye. You're like, yep, this one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, and that was the most intense day and magical day ever. I mean, I'm not going to get into it right now. I could talk about that for like two days straight. Mel Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> we'll for say sure. that for another episode. Have you done it, actually? Um, no, I have not. I got the permit and uh, I forgot what happened. Some, some crap came up. Oh, no. Uh, I haven't done it. So that's, it's on the list, but, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've done other ones. I've done, I mean, I've, I've done a six pack of peaks. Yeah, uh, I've yeah. done the alternatives. Uh, Baldi's probably my favorite. I think I'm on like my 18th hike on that one. I think. Dude, that's what's, I, man, you're, you're already jumping into the further <laughs> like the podcast. I mean, that was like a, that yeah. was like a segue, bro. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so I have not done it. Um, I'm actually going to plan that soon. You know, when we could, all this is lifted, I'm going to be pe- bagging peaks left and right for sure. <laughs> oh, I believe you. And then I'm going to, we're going to have to join each other at some point for sure. Yeah, um, before like we, Stop talking about Whitney. I would say that if you can go in July or August, I just noticed like the beauty of it is so much more because there's a contrast between the snow and the dryness of Mount Whitney. And that's one thing I would definitely recommend. If you can go in between those months, do it. If not, it's all good. I mean, still do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. The heat don't kill you though? The summer heat? Um, When I went, I mean, there was like, it was still like pretty cool, you know, for the most part. And it's like such high elevation, so it's like not as hot as you would think. That's true. Quite frankly, that's true. That's true. Yeah, dude. So I want to get into your story uh, before, even before, like you know, RYP hiking and all that. Like, how did you first get into hiking, and when did the journey start for you? As um, an avid hiker and truly being like hiking, I guess uh, religiously. Mm-hmm. Weekly, bi week, or weekly, twice a week. Sometimes that didn't happen to about maybe th- four years ago. But I mean, I've always been a hiker. I've always done hikes, but just you know, like the trails. They weren't really really hikes per se. Um, kind of like Griffith Park Trail. I mean, they're fun. They're cool. Some of yeah, them are yeah. challenging. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, but I never really went deep in the mountains. It was it was mostly just trails, trail running. Gotcha. Um, kind of claremont loop 
the Hacienda Heights Trail, the Water Tower Trail. It was little things like that. Just because um, my family's not into hiking. They're not into the outdoors. Um, they're more of a resort type family. <laughs> so they don't do the whole camping scene. Um, so it wasn't something that was very exposed. It was exposed to me too much. Uh. Um, I just kind of started finding interest in it because of my friends. I had a few friends back in high school that were all about nature and, you know, I, I would join them here and there. Um, but oh, never. So it was in. friends from high school that kind of, kind of like initially got your interest. Yeah. Just, yeah. It was friends from high school that initially got my interest, but they were trail runners. So it wasn't really so much hiking. It was more like a uh, physical activity just to get, I was also a wrestler back then. So we had to lose weight a lot. What? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's how they got me to to go outdoors um, to convince me it's going to be an easier way to lose weight. We would run the hills and and all that stuff to just sweat it off quicker. So that's kind of what like you know started my interest because when I would I'd be out there running, it was a, a whole different environment as mm-hmm. opposed to running on the streets. You know, it's a little bit, it's more peace of mind. It's more tranquility. You know, you're there by yourself, and even though there's other people, you just kind of don't even really hear or see them you know you're like in the zone when you're out there on the trails um and even more so in the mountains man dude that is my that's my medicine bro like that's why i said like in the beginning man it's been tough like i i don't have my segue to disconnect to reconnect you know um but yeah so recently i mean well four years back i i found the the 52 hike challenge and that was when my whole avid hiking journey began so shout out to to um i want to say her name is is claudia from the 52 hike challenge shout out to her for creating such a beautiful challenge a beautiful thing to to make people you know go out there and challenge themselves you know that's a funny you mentioned that because uh right before uh, we jumped onto this on this podcast i saw a post that they just made on their uh, instagram account talking about like you know, times are pretty tough right now for them. And then they came up with some shirt designs and now they're asking people if they get, if they want to buy a shirt and support them so they can keep employing like, you know, the people that are doing work for them and whatnot. So I like, I reposted that on like the Just Trek Instagram. Oh, that's dope. I'll take a look at it and I'll probably repost it on RYP. Thanks for uh, letting me know, man. I'm always, always looking to, to help a fellow hiker, fellow friend, you know? Yeah, that, uh, that challenge is so, it's so dope. It was actually, so I... I knew I completed it last year, but I didn't like document it. And this, and then this year, I made a conscious effort to document it. And then all of this happened. I think I was on like hike like fourteen or fifteen. And then, I mean, I guess I'll count my walks around the neighborhood or something yeah, like that. Your, as your, like your hike to In and Out, bro. My In and Out hike. You got like, to jot that Chipotle. down. Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> got to jot that down, man. You had an imagination going, and you, oh man, you you, you, you summited. <laughs> You reach you reach your peak, bro. <laughs> yeah, I reached the peak and then I, I fell asleep on the sidewalk after my double double and animal style fries. Yo, that sounds about right. Reaching yeah. the, uh, one of those begging one of those peaks and just laying down, chilling. Oh bro, it's the best feeling. <laughs> when was sure. the uh some when was like the was there a specific moment or a or a certain hike or trail where like is when you got the feeling of like, yo, I love this hiking thing. Like I'm addicted and I want to like explore more and bag as many peaks as possible. Do you have like a specific moment or like, is there a certain mountain or hike that like was the catalyst for that? 
as mentioned before, man, I'm on my time or 18th time with Baldy. So I think mm. that was one of my moments. Uh, Baldy was one of my, my just like, this is it. Like, this is my form of exercise. This is my form of mental wellness. This is my form of being okay with everything, you know, like, this was that was it. I just I when I when I hiked it for the first time, I went up via uh via Baldy Bowl. So I took that more strenuous, you know, elevation. Dude, that's steep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took that route, but you know what? Uh, although it's shorter, um, and it is a little more difficult, I love the scenery, man. You're just you're just embedded in the mountains. You're just in nature you you feel like you're away from everything the trees are covering you can't you can't see much but nature you know and i think that's what it was it just it just gave me that moment where i was like man this is this is so peaceful this is this is what you know keeps me sane and um i want to share that with people i want that to be you know an option i'm not saying mm-hmm. it's the only way obviously i mean there's many avenues out there that you could take Sure. To keep saying, but for me, it just works. And I was one of those, like young, young age. I was one of those kids that I'm not not gonna lie, man. I used to make fun of like people that love the outdoors. Like, nah, that's whack. I don't want to go out there. Like yeah, Boy yeah. Scouts and all that. Like, sure. I'm gonna, that was me, man. And um, that's kind of why I, I I wanted to design RYP and focus um on you know families and getting kids out there because of that same thing. Like, there's this. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a stigma that it's for a specific ethnicity or it's for a specific type of person. Like not everyone's hiking or hiking is not for everyone. It's just, like I said, for a specific ethnicity, a specific um, Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. And it's like, it's not fun. You know, there's just these, um, a, lot of, a lot of negative connotations towards hiking um, when you're growing up as a young, especially Latino. Um, mm-hmm. It may be different. It may be different for other people. It may be different for other races and ethnicities but it's just like yeah like um well i mean at least in my experience it's been like that and got it um, got it i just i just i was one of those kids that like nah that's lame i ain't gonna go out there i ain't gonna go out there so that's kind of how ryp started to be honest um well look at you now you're mission. like one of the biggest advocates for like getting outdoors now that's just so for funny sure, how like dude. life works out like that right it's like the thing that you were bagging on now you're bagging peaks hey, right <laughs> there you go yep. Yep, yep. dude i love that answer the uh baldy is yeah that's my all-time favorite hike that i love doing over and over again if i want that like long strenuous grind but it's like but it's like manageable you know because it's like 10 11 miles depending which way you do it so it's not like the other ones like san gorgonia where you're like oh god like this is mile like 18 (laughs) (laughs) for sure man i mean you could even cut it to like about 10 like nine if you just you do it out and back from via baldy bowl but you if you wrap around it's going to be like 12 12 11 12 miles yeah so i've only gone up the devil's backbone and then i did bear canyon to mount baldy that was my last training hike before mount whitney and then I want to do it Register Ridge because I found out that's like the steepest route up. Yeah. And then recently, before all this COVID stuff, I went, it was like basically like I was trekking up the Baldy Bowl like in a snowstorm and we had to take refuge in like the ski hut and turn around. It was, it was pretty intense. So we had to bro, make the right decision. You're intense, bro. I see you. I see you go out in those winter storms, man, when it's actually snowing. You're, you're, yeah. you're a beast, man. You're a beast. <laughs> I mean... We had to not have summit fever that day because, you know, there was one person we were kind of training and then like 
that was just like, yeah, we shouldn't go further up. Like, it's just going to get worse and we can barely see the pathway. And yeah, we had like the ice axe, but like, I'm, that was just like, we just, we just had rented that from REI. Like I hadn't even yeah. had much uh, experience with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dude, great answer. Baldy is, uh, for everyone listening, Baldy is the highest summit in all of LA County. It's like, I would like consider it like our Mount Everest, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For us, for Los Angeles, you're, you're right. It's an accurate statement, man. But yeah, you guys made a good choice. Safety, safety first for sure, man. Dude, our Paul, the mountains our are always going to be there, right? <laughs> yeah, I need to get into that topic at some point in like uh, another episode, like summit fever, right? Like that's actually a pretty important topic to talk about because a lot of people just keep pushing themselves, which is important, right? But there's a certain threshold before you hit danger. No, yeah, I totally agree, man. I'm always I. I mean, I'm a I'm a stickler for for safety. Uh, it just it's natural, you know. I was a teacher. Um, mm-hmm. and then I started where I've been working with kids since I've been, since I was like 21. So it's always like rules, safety, rules, safety type of thing when I'm that's out That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, but when it's by myself, that's a different story, man. <laughs> yeah. You're you know? like solo mission impossible, like <laughs> bouldering. <laughs> safety and rules. What? <laughs> and they don't apply to me. Nah. <laughs> Dude. But so yeah. what's the, I know you touched upon part of it like, uh, earlier, but What's the backstory behind RYP hiking, man? Like it's such a beautiful movement and community and community that you've been building. I've noticed that it's especially like uh, part of it is also focused on like family and the youth. Like, yeah, can you just get into all that? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, thank you for saying it's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. So originally, it started with me and one of my friends. Um, we just were hiking and we got into it. Like we just loved it and randomly said we should do our own challenge because we were on the, the 52 hike challenge together. Um, you, you probably know him. He's the founder of CS hiking. His name's Jesse Vallejo. Yeah. I definitely uh, want to have him on the podcast too. For sure, for bro. Sure. He's a really cool guy. Really, really chill dude. Um, yeah. And so he's like, we should do something with it. We should, you know, create something that's going to, you know, blow up, you know, make some, some merch and, you know, get our word out there. And I was, I was all for it. And, um, uh, we we started to to discuss the mission of what RYP was going to be. It was kind of blurry. We didn't really have a set, nothing set in stone. And, you know, eventually we, we figured it out. Um, but down the road, you know, he, he figured he wanted to do something, a different type of mission, which is all good. And so we parted our ways and then it just kept going. Um, I asked him if it was okay if I kept going with it because we originally created it together. So it wasn't, mm, I didn't want to. I didn't want to step on anyone's toes, you know, and I didn't want him to feel like, you know, I took something or anything Word. like that. So we had that discussion and he was cool with it. So I kept running with it. Um, but I changed and, and clarified that vision and that mission of RYP. So it I originally started with just helping kids, very general, very broad. Okay. Um, and then just giving back. So he he loves to give back too, man. He's great. He's a he's a phenomenal person, phenomenal human being. So he'd be a good good uh good person to have on his podcast, man. That's what's um, up, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so I just I I kind of like wanted a, a clear vision of what it was gonna be. Um, and at the time, what made my decision focus more on youth at risk is uh, my sister came home with a story, and she works. She's a social worker, so she works with kids as well. Okay. Um, she came home with a story that uh, <coughs> kind of broke my heart and told me, you know, something inside me told me I had to do something. I had to change, change what those kids are experiencing. And um, so, long story short, uh, 
uh, youth was being transferred from a group home to another group home, and the the advocate or the group the group home leader put all of his belongings in a trash bag, dude. Like oh. these kids already see themselves as disposable, and you're gonna put their personal belongings, the only thing that they own, in a trash bag. Wow. And that just this just broke my heart, man. It just broke my heart, and it's like it's more real than 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 seen, and it's more real than we actually know. So that's how the whole mission of RYP started. Um, just giving back Powerful, to youth man. at risk. Yeah, that was actually one of our first challenges, bro. We do. I don't know if you've noticed, but I try to run at least three challenges a year. Um, it's more of a donation than than trying to sell any product or anything like that. Um, what I do is raffles. I raffle two hundred dollar gift card to REI. The raffle tickets are about five to ten dollars a piece. And all proceeds go to give back. Um, we I were saw able, that. Yeah, I remember we were, that, yeah. The very first time, man, we were able to raise enough money to purchase 500 duffel bags that I donated to DCFS in Compton. So it's beautiful what we could do when we come together as a community, man. That's so, a lot of bags, bro. Like, yeah, dude. Bad props to that. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's just a little bit of RYP and what we do, yo, uh, it started just because, I mean, like I said, I work with kids and it's, it's, uh, it, my dad's a teacher. Just helping kids has always been in our, it's just in our, I guess, DNA, man. Like it's just mm-hmm. what we were meant to do, what we were meant to, to be, or that's our purpose um, in life, I, I suppose, to give back and to help those that, that need it most. So, yeah. And the reason why also I wanted to focus on families, I know you mentioned that it's family friendly. Yep. Um all right, don't get me wrong, man. I I like to drink, I like to party, you know, like I like to do all yep, that. Yep. But y'all don't want to be the person that influences youngsters to be like, oh, well, Jose does it, you know, it's cool, you know, like that's not what I want. So that's kind of that's the whole family environment, you know, that I want out there. And when I'm begging these peaks too, I see that there isn't kids out there. I see that there isn't families begging peaks together, you know, and um, that's that's why I wanted to promote you know, families and, and back to the story that I was telling you when I was younger, you know, not, not really having the love for the outdoors or thinking it's lame, it's whack and all that. I want to show these kids that it's not what I used to think it was. It's more than that, you know, and, and it could be a beautiful experience to do as a family. And it could even bring you even closer together than, than you even imagined, you know, because um, all you have is you guys and conversation, you know, and and I think that's it's a beautiful thing. Like you get to know so much about a person when you go on a hike, especially when you go on like just a solo or a pair hike, dude. You get to know the person like, like crazy. <laughs> it's, it's 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 insane what people share when we're we're trying to reach a common goal. You know. Yeah, the quality of the conversations just on the trails is just it's incredible. It's very powerful. Like that, just to have that like it's a, it's a strong bond that you form over the trails. You know. I feel you on that. Yeah, for sure. So I just, you know, I wanted to create something that families, kids, everyone, you know, could just come to um, a place where they feel um, a belonging, a sense of belonging. And I don't want it just to be another group where, you know, little cliques form here and there. I I try to break that as much as possible. That's why I I set that whole family environment standard very high. It's just something that's very important to me. so I just want people to know that they belong, you know? It's not any kind of competition or anything like that. So Yep. 
That's so great because like that was definitely something like when I, you know, started looking through you guys, you know, just seeing all your Instagram posts and like seeing the events and like seeing the kids in the family. I was really drawn to that aspect of uh, your crew or your group because, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of hiking groups out there. You know, they all got their own personality and whatnot. But like yours definitely stands out because I was like, dude, he's doing like some real community work, you know, like if you can like influence these kids at that kind of a young age, like you you might indirectly or directly change their life for the rest, you know? Wow. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. That's some real talk. Cause like what you said, like, you know, when you're young, like you're a young buck or whatever, you're just like outdoors hiking. Like you're kind of like, nah, I'm just trying to listen to my hip hop or whatever, or just like yeah. hang out with the neighborhood kids. But I feel like if you can have some kind of like, you know, be bond, bonded to nature or be outdoorsy of some sort when you're a younger kid. Like, I just feel like you grow up a bit differently with like much more appreciation and gratitude and whatnot. I, I agree. I agree 100%, man. Uh, just being grateful and gratitude is very important to have in life. It's it's just being grateful for what we got. And it's, I, I feel like the outdoors has, has taught me that as an adult. So definitely want to give that gift to the youth, you know? No. Absolutely, man. Dude, can you get into the, uh, this, what do you, what do you call it? You call it the seven family peaks challenge. I saw you created something. I was like, yo, that's what's up. Yeah, dude. This happened right before quarantine. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So like Perfect I mentioned, timing. I know, man, it, it's, I got everything in the mix, mix. I got, um, you know, website ready to launch. Um, I have some merchandise as well. I have uh, finisher medals that are coming in. Um, oh, dope. so it, it's going, it's going, um, what I, the, the, the story behind that is obviously there's a lot of challenges out there. Um, we have the 52 hike challenge that I mentioned. We have the six pack of peaks that, that I also mentioned. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like, even like hiker babes has a hundred, uh, peaks or a hundred hikes challenge, I think. Okay. So you have to complete a hundred hikes. There's no time limit. So there's a bunch of different challenges out there, you know? People create challenges left and right. It's it's like our time, I guess, is just what we do, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's all, so, it's all dance challenges, everything. Yeah. It all goes yeah. viral. Yep, yep. So everyone's doing that. And you know what? I, I wanted to be a little more um, intentional behind my challenge. And I wanted to, to bridge that gap. So a big thing in mind is bridging that gap, making hiking a community thing rather than a, a separate entity. So... Um, I always hit up people, say, let's do collaborations, let's, you mm-hmm. know, work together and all this and whatnot. So I took the six pack of peaks was one of my favorite challenges. Um, Dude, that's what's up. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I, I finished it uh, twice already, only once officially because I registered, but twice been done. Um, but anyways, aside from that. That challenge being one of my favorite challenges because it pushes you. I, I see it like, see, hiking to me is kind of like life. Um, you're trekking forward one step at a time to reach your goal, to reach that peak. And that peak can mean anything. And that's that's kind of a little backstory behind my name. Um, reach that reach your peak, meaning any kind yes. of peak in life. So obviously I, I, I went, you know, with that that double meaning, the peaks and uh, just peaks in life, you know? Um, and you take it one step at a time, every single time. It's perseverance is that going to get you to the top, right? Yep. And when you get to that that summit, when you get to the, po- the top of the peak, you feel this great sense of relief, this great sense of accomplishment. Um, and you feel like, damn, 
yo, I did it. Fuck, I did it, you know? Like, and you're happy. And you forget those slow, strenuous steps that you just took the last half mile. You forget about all that crap. You forget about the grind that you put in and for one second you just you just sit and let it soak. Let it sit, let it soak in, you know? You and then you remember. All in, man. You take yep. it all in. And then you remember, fuck, that was kind of hard, right? <laughs> and you're like, crap, I got to go back down that scree and rock slide and tumble down. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, being that, like, as it is, like, I love the whole perseverance behind it, reaching a common goal, feeling accomplished. It's just great. And it's one of the, the toughest challenges out there. So you got to, you know, bag the tallest peaks in LA County. So with that said, I started thinking, like, what can I do? What can I do different from them? What can I not only do different from them, but also bridge the gap in this whole competition of different challenges and not coming together? Um, just started thinking. And like I mentioned before, how often do you see kids bagging those peaks? How often do you see families bagging those peaks? Um, so true. Yeah. It's not, very not, rare. Not really. You know, I mean, there's awesome, there's awesome kids that can bag them and Kudos to all of them. There's actually these hiking twins that they've bagged all the peaks. Super cute, super adorable. They trek harder than I than anyone I know. It's crazy. They've even I was about done... to mention that actually. I was like, yo, <laughs> I, I think he's gonna bring it up. I'll just let him finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. They 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 um they even done Whitney, bro. Like, dang, I haven't even done Whitney. And they're like six or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> Un- <"Damn."> unbelievable. <laughs> right? And that's beautiful to see, right? So unbelievable. I mean, you see kids like that and they enjoy it. They're laughing. They're having a time in their lives, you know, and it's amazing. So that led to the seven pack, seven pack of peaks or seven peak challenge. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to do is, again, I said it, I think it's like third time I'm saying it, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Bridge that gap. Say right? it three times for the people to hear in the back. <laughs> three times, y'all. Three times. I want you to yep. hear this loud and clear. I want to bridge <laughs> that gap. I don't want hiking to be a separate entity that I'm doing this one. I'm doing this one. Like we're all there. We all have a mission that we want to accomplish as groups, but at the end of the day, we're using the same foundation. Right. So why can't we share that? You know? So what I wanted to do is create something that will intentionally prepare you for the six pack of peaks. So that's, that's where the such, seven that's pack, so that's where the seven pack comes. I strategically picked them out. So my toughest peak is their easiest. Mm. So you see what I did there? I, mm-hmm. I went, I'm training families and kids. That's my main focus. Obviously, it's open to everyone. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's done some of the peaks on my on my list. Um, I'm pretty sure you have as well. Have you ever done Jones Peak? Actually, I took a look at the uh, the seven family peaks, like the ones you listed. I don't think I've done any of them. Wait, is, is Sunset Peak a part of it? That is part of it, yeah. Okay, I, I did do that. Recently, so that means when when this quarantine's over, you got another challenge to, to complete, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for anything mountain peak bagging activity for sure. For I'm gonna sure. just blast off into the mountains <laughs> for sure, man. So what I did was I, I selected seven of, of um seven peaks intentionally, so it's gradual. Um, the difficulty level increases gradually. The distance increases gradually and the elevation increases gradually. So everything increases gradually after every peak you complete. And the last mm-hmm. one you do is going to be um, one of the easiest ones in the six pack. 
Dude, I, I just love how you like curated this experience. Like I, I knew that a lot of thought went into it for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. It's just, I, I love seeing, like, I love seeing the smiles and, and, and just positive relationship building that that's happening out there in these, these, um, these mountains, man. So I kind of want to spread that love to everyone and I want everyone to be able to feel that, that sense of accomplishment, that sense, everything that I was describing after mm-hmm. begging those six packs of peaks, I want everyone to be able to experience that. And and you know the the crazy thing is that people they just they psych themselves out, man. And fear is one of the biggest, craziest, evil things out there. You know, you you don't do things, you don't go for things because we're, we fear. Um, and and when you hear the six pack of peaks, oh, what is it? Oh, it's the tallest mountains in Los Angeles County. Damn, I'm not gonna try that. That sounds. Yeah, they're that not even gonna. Hard. Think about it. Exactly. Yeah. So so by showing them little by little and to just take one step at a time, like dude, they'll they'll be able to to bag those peaks just like anyone else. You know what I mean? And that's the whole inten- intentionality behind it. That's how it began. And hopefully, man, it's gonna it's gonna kick off and it's gonna take off and People join that challenge just like they've done the six pack and just, just like they've done everything else. Because I know a lot of people that completed the six pack that have kids, they can't mm-hmm. take them. Well, they could bring them to my challenge. You know what I mean? And yeah, then have exactly. their kids finish that six pack after as well. So, dude, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna go well for you, dude. You're creating a movement. You know, and you're serving like your community. So I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna turn out well for you. Thank you. Thank you for those good vibes, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's all about the good vi- good vibe tribe, right? I need to make that a hashtag. <laughs> right? Good vibe tribe. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Dude, so I'm really curious. Uh, these kids and the, fa- the, the the families and their kids, like what which certain peaks are the kids like absolutely loving? I'm really curious about that. Could you name a few that they're just like, you just you see that they like, that are like some of their favorites? Yeah. I actually have a list and I've actually been doing... I, I try to keep those as common hikes, group hikes and stuff like that, oh, just because gotcha. it's 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 great for these kids. Um, one of the best and most uh, greatest experience that kids have had in, in the time that I've been doing this for the last two and a half years is, uh, it's not a peak necessarily, but it's a, a bighorn mine. It's right there by a peak. It's by Baden-Powell. Okay, yeah, ever done for that sure. One. I haven't done uh, Baden-Powell, but I've I've heard of Bighorn Mine many times, and I want to go there for sure. It, it's a must-do, man. There's there's history behind it, um, and there's stories, and and it's just a a really dope ex, um, exploration experience. So you're able to go under the mines where you know um, mining actually took place, and there's a railroad, and you can go in it, you follow it, then you see the caves, you see like some ladders and you go deep into the caves. It's just really dope, dude. It's a dope experience for the kids. And they're like tripped out, like, dude, we're inside the mountain. Like no uh, way, yeah. like type of thing. And not on top of that, there's like a haunted story behind the cabin that's down there. Um, okay. It's Vincent Gulch, I believe his name is. And uh, mm-hmm. he was actually a wanted felon, dude. Um, and he was on the run and he built, he built that ca- cabin and he just, that was his hideout. And then oh, he struck gold. Yeah, he struck gold, changed his name, and they never caught him. He died there. And I so, love those stories, the history. <laughs> and so it's said that his uh, his ghost haunts Bighorn Mine. <laughs> oh, kids kids love that stuff. Dude, for sure. It eats, they eat it up alive, bro. <laughs> Good on <And>, Halloween hike. 
It really is, man. So yeah, that's one of them. Um, and then Sunset Peak is another one. I because I take them the via the uh, via the fire road for most of it, and the last maybe two miles we take the ridge. And on that ridge, there's a lot of like rock scattering. So mm-hmm. they they find that very entertaining. They love to climb those little rocks and and you know kind of just forget they're even hiking. Really, that's that's one that they actually really like too. Oh yeah, I do remember that section. Yeah, I I did Sunset Peak like. Before this, uh, the COVID hit like super hard, like with, uh, I joined like Jaguar hikes and then it was like Jesse from midweek or hikers birthday, midweek oh, yeah, hikers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. They, they always do the Ridge. They do the, yeah. Dude. I was like, dang, this is like some elevation gains. Like it was, if, it was great. My yeah, one friend you, was like, uh, this is pretty intense right now. Yeah. If you hit the Ridge, it, it's a good, it's a good workout, dude. It's a really good workout, especially for kids, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> They they like to have a good time. I totally mess with their vibe. Uh, it was it was a blast for sure. They like to do the summit uh, summit party properly. Oh yeah, they really do, man. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'll never I'll never forget that uh that mount that summit party for sure. I was like, dude, this is dope. This is what's up. Yeah, they know how to party, man. <laughs> I agree. So I want to um I know I want to jump into like you've done so much hiking and peak bagging. And I know you mentioned one of your favorite hikes already was Mount Baldy, right? Can you name like two to three other of like, I'm just really curious, like, can you name like two to three other of your favorite hikes in all of like LA or maybe SoCal and maybe mention why like they're like, you love them so much? For sure. So I'm going to go with uh, what a lot of hikers would refer to this as a baby peak or a baby hike. Okay. <laughs> um, one of my favorites is actually in Griffith Park. It's not even a, a one out there deep deep in the mountains. Oh, okay. It's called Cedar Grove. I don't know if you ever visited it before, but a lot of hikers, um, they pass it. They just, it, it's something Cedar that gets- Cedar Grove. Yeah. It just gets overlooked, man. It's just, it's this little patch where you make a quick left- and you're in another world, dude. Trust. It's really? Like, yeah, Griffith Park. You think of Griffith Park, you just think of, what do you think of? Like Fire dead, roads. Dead yeah, and just dirt, the, the rolling right? hills. <laughs> observatory. Exactly. So here you go. You're on these rolling hills. There's not many trees. There's not much to see. I mean, obviously the city. Um, that's it. That's pretty much what you get. And uh, you reach this little turnoff, and that's where Cedar Cedar Grove is one of my buddies, really good, 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 good guy. I, I suggest you bring him on the, on the podcast one of these days. Oh, He's yeah, uh, the founder of Hiking Montañas. His okay. name is Ishmael. Ishmael. Really yeah. dope dude. Really dope dude. He's a chef. Great cook, man. He makes some chilaquiles for us once oh, on a hike. <laughs> I know I'm going on a tangent, but dude. No, no. We're going to turn this into a food podcast. I could talk about burrilla style tacos all day. <laughs> for real, man. But see, I... I um. I do a lot of uh, cookouts in my hikes. So he's one of them that every time he comes to those, oh man, I know I'm going to eat some good food. <laughs> oh man, I'm, yeah. I want to go now, like whenever he's there. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. But yeah, so he actually introduced me to that hike. Um, it's called, like I said again, it's called Cedar Grove. And, and it's pretty much what he calls it is the enchanted forest of, of Griffith Park. Oh, I so, think I actually I think I might have done that, and it was yeah, it was super. I was like surprised. Yeah, go exactly. ahead. Exactly, it just doesn't look like it belongs there, right? Like it's just crazy. And so, why the reason why I really like that hike is not so much because the elevation, because there's not much. It's not so much the distance, because it's like under four miles. But what it is is that peace, and and I get to take my hammock out there, dude. I I hang my hammock uh, for a bit. I see. 
I, I bring out a little beer. I mean, if I'm having a tough day, um, this is when I'm solo hiking, obviously. Uh, with RYP, we don't drink, um, but we do cook, like I said. We eat a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I, 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 I chill in my hammock, and it's so peaceful. And like I said, a lot of people pass it. So you don't get a lot of people crowding this area. So it's a really, really peaceful experience. Um, so for Dude, those that for are just that. starting out, I think that's where you should should hit. Dude, yeah, that's man. a that's a good yeah. You you sparked my memory. I did it with LA Hike Club and Outdoor Voices. I remember now, but I was like, where, I'm on, I'm in the forest now. Like I did not see this coming. I was like, whoa, this is dope. Definitely, man. So that's why that's one of my favorites. That is local, easy, and it's 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 always a choice over traffic because you know LA traffic, man. Um, so yeah, I much rather go there than sit in traffic for two hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a smart uh, life hack. Just <laughs> really? go in your hammock and chill out. <laughs> for sure. Um, and another one, even though I've only done it once and I didn't love it <laughs> in the beginning, it was like a I hated it type of thing. Oh, I'm curious now. <laughs> Just say it, man. <laughs> you already know it's Iron Mountain, bro. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Iron Mountain, man. I Big. hate it. I Dad. hate it, but yep. I love it. <laughs> right? That that one is a challenge. That one is definitely a challenge. And I think that's why I love it. It's been the only mountain that has kicked my ass, bro. Dude, it, the, it, can, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it definitely kicked my ass, man. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because I definitely wanted to talk about that a little bit. Like Iron Mountain is just like it's so it's such a beast. It's literally a suffer fest. That last two and a half miles that ascends thirty five hundred feet. That's just like you're just asking your like asking yourself. You're like, why am I doing this right now? Like, is this necessary? <laughs> like, exactly. What do I need to prove to myself? <laughs> but what I'm really curious, Jose, is so after all the false summits, right? Like Dude. Iron Mountain, so many, right? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> oh, Seven. God. Oh, I didn't even count. I, I was just delirious, but. Can you describe the feeling that went through either your body and, or your mind when after all the false summits and then you go over that like last section where there's like rocks, right? And then you see the W15 marker in the distance. Like what went through your mind? <sighs> so exactly. you're talking about those last two miles, man. Um, but, but specifically when you saw the marker, the W15 marker. I... I didn't have any words or any thoughts. I laid down, mm-hmm. closed my eyes, and said, holy shit, I'm here. That was it. It was it was surreal, man. After that last two miles of pushing and nearly just giving up, I made it. And it was insane. It was incredible. It was just like I said earlier about the sense of accomplishment, the sense of you know, it was just surreal, man. Um, and then when my brain kicked in, my body said... <laughs> Wait, when your senses came back and you were not numb, numb anymore? When my brain and senses came back, dude, it was like... Sure. It was like, beep, 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 beep. Like, insert curse word here. <laughs> Absolutely, Like, dude. why did you just put me through this? I hate you. Like, it was just insane, bro. But oh, well worth it. Well worth it. And I went with one of my buddies, man. He, oh my 
God, he's a beast. If you ever get a chance to hike with this guy, you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, man. Who are you talking about? Uh, I'm curious. Salomon. His, 626 Sly? Yes, sir. You have hiked with him, huh? Uh, so the first time I met him was at Sunset Peak. But what I noticed, I was like, dude, this guy's like doing Iron Mountain every weekend, if not every other week. And I'm like, this guy is an absolute beast. Like, it was very inspirational. His his Iron Mountain is like our sunset or my Sunset Peak, you know, like That's the way funny. I the way I the way I hike Sunset Peak, like ease and just like chilling. He's doing that with Iron Man. That guy, that guy is a beast, and he's a really really awesome dude too. Yeah, but, shout out to six two six live Salomon. Sure. You are the Salomon, man for sure, dude. But yeah, Iron is a beast. Um, like I said, I nearly gave up. I was. <laughs> I was like Man. a tenth of a mile, dude. A tenth of a mile. I sat down. I told my buddy Salomon and I told my buddy Edgar. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be the reason you guys don't hit the peak. I'm going to chill here. Y'all go up there. Yep. Enjoy. And if I'm not up there within 40 minutes, just come back. You know, like don't wait for me to, to hit the peak. Sure, Literally, sure. That, that was my conversation with them. And I, and I was like, dude, I sat down. They took off. Five minutes passed, um, and I just sat down, bro. And I was like, "No, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm done. My legs were cramping. Um, I mean, mind you, I had an hour of sleep, so that wasn't good. So if you're gonna if you're gonna beg iron guys, get more than one hour of sleep. I promise you, it's not one of those ones that you can literally go on two hours and hit the hike. Because I know a lot of hikers do that, man. And I, I've, I'm I'm guilty as well. I'm pretty sure you have been as well." It's not one of those we could do like that. <laughs> Definitely. Dude, real Get quick. That's funny you mentioned an hour. So I'm just going to say my story like as quick as possible. Yeah. So first, mad props to you because that was your first and only time, right? So far, yeah. But I'll do it again. Huge, huge <laughs> accomplishment. So the first time I did it, I started way too late. It started at like 9 a.m. Oh, And dude. we were a mile from the summit, bro. And first hike I ever felt like woozy and dizzy, you know, the heat. And not a few hours of sleep, whatnot. And you know, when you had that gut feeling, you're just like, this is not going to be good if I go any further, even though, because that last mile to go up is absolutely brutal. Like it's not a normal mile. It's like a mile where it's like, it'll snatch your soul or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Dude. (laughs) You know, see, I get really hyped talking to you about it because it's like, I feel like we're part of this like special society of like bagging like Iron Mountain. You know what I mean? Only people aren't going to really understand, but um, so- we had to turn around, and then the second attempt is when we were able to conquer it, right? Oh, hold up, hold up. You turned around a mile away? A mile from the summit, yeah. Oh, crap. It uh, it ate me up. And then a few months later, we did it again. I did it with my friend Mark Feichel and Mikey Wynn, and we were able to slay the beast and conquer it. And then I'll never forget the feeling, dude. Like, like remember how I just asked you, like, what was your feeling when you saw the W15 marker? Yeah. I, like when I saw that and I started walking towards it, I literally just started yelling and jumping up and down. I've never done that for any <laughs> summit ever in my that life for awesome. the past three, four years. And I was like, <laughs> I was just so, so much adrenaline pumped through me. And I was just like, I just felt like at that moment, like invincible. You know what I mean? Dude, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's what that's that's how I felt afterwards, bro. Like you asked me initially, initially yeah. I was dead, bro. Like I'm yeah, telling yeah, you, yeah. 
that last tenth of a mile, I literally sat down. It took me seven. I, I and I timed it, so I remember seven minutes and twenty five seconds Man. to tell myself, not like really, bro. It's tenth of a mile. You're not gonna do this anytime soon. You better nope. finish this crap. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing? You know. And Man. I I remembered that I had I had a beer chilling in my bag. Popped it open, drank it, and said, "Let's go." I did it, and I That's literally epic. walked it like a seventy-year-old man walking down the street, <laughs> like with the walker, bro. Like picture yeah, a seventy-plus-year-old sure. walking with the walker with that, like that the little tennis balls behind it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like or, or up, like up. Have you seen up? Like yep, that little old sure. man Great just movie. walking. Exactly, dude. How I was walking that last tenth of a mile. And I, like I said, I got there, laid down, and I, I, I just didn't even want to move. And then I saw the little marker, and I was like, oh, shoot, I'm here. Dude, Dude. what? Got up, and you know, you had to take that summit picture. <laughs> so my body says, all right, you're good for like 30 seconds. Hurry up and take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's going to shut down real quick. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what was I going to say? That... So for people listening, Iron Mountain is uh, in the San Gabriel Mountain Range, and it's like considered the most difficult and most isolated summit there. And the San Gabriel's is a pretty gangster mountain range; it's very steep, rugged, and isolated. And it's like it's I clocked in sixteen miles on that hike, and it's just it's because of the elevation gain is so it's so brutal, man. Like if anyone is interested in this, like please treat you like don't. You have to train for this. You got to at least conquer the six pack of peaks before before even considering something like this for sure. In my opinion, I would definitely advise that, or at least hit Baldy like ten plus times. <laughs> um, do something like that. A little bit of training. Uh, actually, Vital Link is a good good training mountain. I don't know if you ever done that one. Oh, where's um, that at? That's in uh, Burbank or Verdugo Verdugo uh, City. Oh yes, I did. I have heard of that. I heard it's really tough. It's yeah. tough. It's it's tough, but doable. That's actually one of my peaks for my seven pack. Um, so nice. you should you should definitely, if you're gonna try iron, hit hit peaks like that. You know, a few times, and when you feel comfortable enough with those mountains, then move on because it's not something you can take lightly. I'm not saying it's not possible because literally everything is possible. Um, but if you want your body to be okay and not give up, like my story right now, I would definitely advise more than one hour of sleep and definitely advise a little bit of training. Yeah. It's just, there's so many other variables, man. Like you have to carry a lot of water weight up there because there's no water sources. Like, That's true. It's like a minimum of like, you'll when you read reviews of it, everyone's like, you need a minimum of like four to five liters of water. And that in itself is its own challenge, right? Carrying water weight and a big pack up because- if you injure yourself up there, like consider yourself like it's it's not you're not going to be in a good place because it's no. so isolated. <laughs> Definitely, and just for a, a, a reference, a point of reference for where it's located, uh, for you hikers that have done Bridge to Nowhere, it's the same trail. You're just gonna make you're gonna veer off to the right, uh, right by the restrooms instead of continuing straight. So I know oh, a lot yes. of people. I know a lot of people know where Bridge to Nowhere is at. So definitely another awesome hike. If y'all don't want to hit the, the hidden falls, let me know. Um, definitely willing to take anybody out there. Dude, take me because I remember I DM'd you about it. It's like called like Devils something, right? Something yes. Gulch. Yes, sir. And yeah. did I? I mean, I kind of you got you kind of have to go all the way to the bridge. There's a small trail that doesn't look like a trail, and you got to take that one down pretty much. Yeah, I was like trying to. So I did bridge to nowhere, and I 
I forgot when I did it, but I think it was at the end of last year or something. And I was like, I was like, if I had enough time, I was going to try to find the waterfall with my friends. But I was like, nah, I'm going to get lost for sure. <laughs> I'm going to have to <laughs> come back and uh, figure that part out for sure. For sure, man. Well, let me know when all this is over, said and done. I'm totally down for it. Yeah. I like that you mentioned the. Uh, it's at the same trailhead as Bridge to Nowhere because when I walked by that heat and flat sign, I just shook my head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, little do people know that little that little trail like the, where the heat and flats is is like that's like the journey of death. For <laughs> that little turn to it's the like right. It's like so narrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what was your least favorite part about it, man? Of Iron Mountain? Yes, sir. Hmm. Just give you a little time to think. Mine was coming back down when you're almost done. That last two miles, how it makes you go from one side of the mountain to the other. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, and it goes up and down like it's and relentless. A, it it literally feels like you're going around the mountain to come back around to come back around. It's like what the hell? When is this gonna? Finish, dude. Yep. Oh my gosh, that was my least favorite. At towards the end, again, me and my buddy Edgar, we sat down. Well, actually, he he was a little far behind, and I went back because I, I wasn't gonna. I, I didn't feel comfortable continuing, not knowing sure. where he was. Um, so I went back, maybe about a quarter mile. He was sitting down on a log. And I was like, dude, what's wrong? He's like, I'm done. He's like, F this. I'm not walking anymore. I was like, what are you talking about, bro? You did the toughest part. You yeah, yeah, summited. for sure. You're almost at the parking lot. How are you going to be done? He's like, I don't give a F. <laughs> like, this is it. I'm done. And I was like, you know what? I feel the same exact way. I'm going to chill with you. We sat down for about oh, five man. minutes, maybe even 10. Mind you, we did this with Salomon. So he's already done at the parking lot waiting for us. He's and like chilling. Had, <laughs> he's like chilling. We had said, we had said, and I, I think to this day I haven't told Solomon. So Solomon, if you're listening, this is what happened that day. We were sitting down. And we had mentioned that we we're gonna go eat after because that's something we love to do. We we hike, then we go eat. It, it's like a must, right? So we had already planned to eat right after. And uh Solomon, being a man of his word, he's like, All right, well, I told them I'm gonna I'm gonna eat with them. So he didn't take off, bro. We were sitting down thinking we hope Solomon takes off we really hope he takes off because if he takes off that means we could just go home and sleep this off right <laughs> dude we get to the parking lot and guess who's there with like a big ass smile Solomon he's waiting for us I'm like wow. me and Edgar <laughs> me and Edgar look at each other we don't say a word we just know like fuck. like oh no we gotta <laughs> we gotta try to eat and like put ourselves back together in one piece yeah, dude, because, I mean, he waited about 35, 40 minutes, bro. Like, how could we not? Like, that's so messed up. We were like, nah, dude, we're going home. Like, That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Keep definitely, definitely, yeah, for, for sure. Definitely a man of my word. So we went to go eat and all just complained while Salomon was there with his big old smile. And, like, he just did nothing. <laughs> that's really funny. He's just like, yep, y'all did that, but you were dying right now. <laughs> Okay, so I remember now. So I haven't really told this part of the story about my Iron Mountain experience. One of the people in the group had severe cramping, right? So doing the, the entire mountain, just like it took exponentially longer. I think we were on the mountain for like 18 hours. Damn. Right? 
So check this out. We were hiking in the dark. So that we're going after we summited. The last three miles, wait, no. the last three hours of the hike, we were hiking in the dark at a very slow pace, you know, because we wanted to make sure our friend was okay, right? Of course. And dude, hiking down all that steep section, like with yucca plants, like ready to stab you, like, the, oh. like I was the only one with a headlamp. And then to add everything together is like when you have a headlamp on at night, what happens? All the moths are immediately going into your face. So imagine this. I'm hiking in the dark for three hours at a slow pace, going down all the steep inclines with the loose scree, and there's moths flying in my face while at the same time I'm trying to like dance around the yucca plants or the Spanish bayonets, whatever you call them. And I'll just never forget. I was like, God, just <laughs> please like, just get me down this mountain safe and like... I'm so over this part right now, like, because it's just like, and then, you know, you start, we were so delirious. I thought I, I there was for sure something follow us, like a mountain lion or <laughs> whatever. And this was like the last mile. I was like, oh God, like, this will be disastrous if like an animal comes out of nowhere because we're just so exhausted at the point. We can't, probably can't even do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the worst part. The last three miles, um, hiking in the dark, you know, at a certain pace and it was just a lot, man. I'll just never forget. Like when we got to the, uh, I think we got, you know, like when you, when you get down from the, the, when you see the heat and flat sign, when you, when you're done with everything and you walk on the fire road and you see the gate. Yes, sir. Yeah. When I saw that gate, I was like, oh my God, like. It's the most beautiful we, gate there we, ever was, right? We <laughs> did it. And like my body was just such a wreck. Like the next day I just like took myself like to the pool and just like did nothing at all. <laughs> just like chilled out and just was like wow that was quite the could do because we got back to the car at midnight damn that we yeah, were literally there the whole day 24 hours almost yeah that and whitney man like crazy stories i was on whitney for 22 and a half hours because a girl uh dislocated her knee on the 99 section wait no. 99 switchbacks on the way down actually the that's gonna be a whole nother episode as well so that was Damn. <laughs> yeah, it was man, I could talk about Iron with you all day and like Whitney. Man, it sure. was just they would just talk about it off air a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. But yo, That's uh insane. check this out. We are pretty much at the end of the podcast and I wanted to get into the rapid fire question format with you. Yeah, for sure. And there's uh there's two rounds. One is outdoor focused and the other one's personal. And yeah, it's it's my favorite section because, you know, we get to know a little bit more about you and I get to ask questions you have no clue I'm about to ask. Cool? Got it. Let's go. All right. You ready? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you ready, Rock Steady? Let's do it. All right. Let's do this. Favorite trail snack? Cornets chili. Wait, which one? The chili ones. Got to be the chili ones. The yellow. The yellow bag, bro. All right. All right. Hiking in the mountains <laughs> or sunbathe on the beach? Mountains. Trail runners or hiking boots? Trail runners. Desert or deserted island? Deserted island. Waterfalls or lakes? Waterfalls for sure. Favorite camping meal? I take those raviolis, bro. I know it's not a camping meal. I know it's Ooh, not. <laughs> I get <down>. those raviolis. <laughs> Dawn or dusk? Dawn. Santa Monica Mountains or San Gabriel Mountains? San Gabriel, for sure. National Park you want to visit the most that you have not already? Um, National Park. It, the one in Arizona. 
Is that Sedona? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Sedona for the record. City you want to explore. Name one name one national and one international. City? Yeah, city you want to explore. Um Seattle and international. Um I don't have a specific city, but country, Brazil. Oh, that's what's up. Wait, you've never been to Seattle? No, not yet. Bro, I got you. I lived there for a year and I, I've visited numerous, numerous times. I mean, I haven't done like a lot of the hikes there, but I, I know that city pretty well. For sure, for sure. I would say it's my top three favorite cities in the in the US, for sure. Oh, snap. All right. Like Definitely. that. Yep. All right. Favorite outdoor brand? It can be local too. It doesn't have to be like a big outdoor brand. I I mean, I, I just shop REI. Dude, so, REI got good stuff, man. Like, they really my, do. My new pack is REI brand. So Yeah, REI. <laughs> In one word, how does hiking make you feel? Peaceful. What's your ideal outside temperature? 71. Yeah, that's really... <laughs> I, I haven't got that one. <laughs> what do you miss most about being in the outdoors? I'm being away from crazies. <laughs> I did not expect that answer. Word. Um, all right, I'll give you like a 10 second break and we'll start round two. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, I'll play the Jeopardy music. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 yeah, you can finish dun, it off. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Man, I haven't seen Jeopardy in so long. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, let's do this. Round two. You ready? Yes, sir. Ready, rock steady? Let's do it. All right. Favorite kind of food? Thai. Favorite cartoon show growing up? Simpsons. Nice. Favorite emoji? Peach. <laughs> nice. You can't, you can't go wrong with the peach emoji. I love Favorite, my fruits, bro. <laughs> hey, man. You got to love your fruits, man. To keep you healthy. Favorite poet? Uh, Sheehan. Sheehan. Oh, interesting. Dude, I'm from Baltimore, like Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, okay. So you're going yeah. old school. I'm thinking modern, thinking nice. nowadays. Yeah, I don't even know. What, say the name again? Shihan. He's Shihan. Uh, yeah, he's the one that runs the largest po- uh, poetry lounge. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Favorite music artist right now? Or if I'm going to rephrase that, who are you listening to the most at the moment? Bad Bunny. Dude, like right? just all the anthems, right? Like Right. <laughs> His album uh, dropped a little too late. Nobody got to enjoy that 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 twerking. <laughs> oh, dude! Um, everyone's like has cabin fever right now. They're just gonna the once all the restrictions are lifted, everyone's just gonna be all peach emojis. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Most definitely, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I lost my place in the questions. App your app you app you are currently using the most. Instagram. Besides Instagram, um, I'll go with Adobe. Oh, nice. Adobe Spark. Awesome. Yeah, Adobe Spark is where I do all my, my graphics. Favorite superhero? Superman. If you could be any animal, what would it be? Tiger. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? 40, 40s. 40s. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Favorite sound? Damn, you got me, bro. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Don't worry. Take your time. You good? 
Oh, sound of a, a soda opening. That's a great answer. What kind of soda? Dr. Pepper or Coca-Cola. Okay, dope. If you could move anywhere post-quarantine, where would you live outside of LA? Oregon. Dude, that's like, dude, the Pacific, I haven't been to Oregon, but just the Pacific Northwest is just on another level of beauty. Definitely, bro. All right, man, that concludes the rapid fire section format. And that was really fun. And I want to turn back the spotlight to you now. And do you want to share any, can you share any final thoughts like with the, with the audience before we conclude the episode? It could be about anything, you know, it could be about what we're going through right now, something about the outdoors or hiking, or maybe not even outdoor related. Like this is whatever you want to say, please go ahead. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, My final thoughts is it kind of connects to hiking. It kind of connects to what we're going through right now and everything that we might endure in the future. Um, Just enjoy life one day at a time and know that as cliche as it sounds together, we're stronger. And that's, legit my model for ryp we got to do things together um where can everybody uh oh did you finish your thought my bad yeah yeah you're good do you uh can you share with the with the audience like where we can find you on instagram like if there's if there's also like a website definitely plug that right now yeah for sure so um ryp underscore hiking is our instagram account uh the seven peak challenge is Coming soon, it's a website. It's going to be seven, the number seven, fpchallenge.com, seven family friendly peaks. Um, and those are the two places you can find me. Dope. That's what's up, man. First, just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. You were such a great guest. And I just think it's amazing that like we randomly bumped in- into each other on the trail and now we have a podcast episode together. Like, that's what's up. That's awesome, bro. I'm I'm proud of seeing this accomplishment. I am proud to be part of it and um, honored. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Of course, man. Of course. We'll definitely hit the trails after this. But everybody, that concludes the episode. Appreciate you, Jose, from RYP. And we're out. All right, man. Thank you, gracias, and salamat for tuning in to the entire episode. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are now streaming on many major platforms. If you want to send me a message about anything, you can email me at justin at justtrek.net or direct message me on Instagram at just.trek or my personal at justrock, J-U-S-T-R-O-C. You can even support the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash justtrek slash support. Lastly, you can discover our featured song of the show on our Instagram story. 